met a traveler from an antique land who said, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them on the sand, half sunk a shattered visage lies whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions read. Which yet survives stamped on these lifeless things, the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed. And on the pedestal these words appear. My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works and invite you in despair. Nothing beside remains round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare. The load and level sands stretch far away. Hi, welcome to your Fear the Walking Dead cast. The mid-season finale of Fear the Walking Dead. So we're going to be covering season three, episodes seven and eight tonight. Giant size zombie thing uh, edition, as we would say over on Weekly Heroics. I don't know. We'd say something silly like that, or I would anyway, because I, I, I'm the silly one. So I'm joined as usual by uh, Brian and Beth Hughes and Mike Zumo, Mikey Z, Zombie Killer Extreme. We like to call him. I like to call him. I don't know. Because oh. Silly. Well, that's good. It's good that you're fluffing up my resume there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never hurts to have Zombie Killer Extreme on that piece of paper. Uh, it shows leadership right. skills, you know, um, and staying power, I guess. Indeed. So, uh hope everyone's doing well. We, we tried to, to, to get the uh, the professor and, and serotonin on this, but we, we couldn't... Uh, couldn't book him. Uh, professor decided. I think vacation was more entertaining. Crazy bastard. Uh, <laughs> and Sarah is, is attending to the Overlook Hotel tonight, so she couldn't make it this late. But they're here in undead spirit. I guess we should say. Yes, they are. And we promise that no skulls are buried under the living room. Not my living room, but, well, where I'm living, maybe there is, but I'm not digging them up. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I think that where we're living is a Native American burial ground. Haunted, Great. of course. Great. Oh, of course. Pult- <laughs> Poltergeist action, you know. All right. Well, as good as it should be. <laughs> <laughs> but let's uh, jump into this, because uh, we, we've got our little all our own all-art war here for the uh, for the auto camp in, in, in Walker. The Black Hat Reservation troops. Jake heads through the wilderness on his way to the Black Hat Reservation, hoping to parlay with Walker. Our uh, first episode is called The Unveiling. When he hears footsteps on his trail, he hides in the brush, then pops out gun aimed at his pursuer. And uh, it turns to be it turns out to be Alicia, who's the one on his tail, and she uh, comes to tell him that Walker killed the Trimbles, which she apparently still thinks is the case. She warns him against uh, talking to a killer like Walker, but Jake sticks to his mission, um, and he, you know, he does the whole, you're not coming with me, and Alicia just basically shoots him a look that says, bitch, please. Uh, <laughs> you know. I believe we can call that the Clark look now. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. I think she got that one from her mom. Yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it nice about all these clerks kind of just kind of sticking their nose in situations where they don't have all the information? Isn't that nice? I don't know. Still, of course. You know, well, I, I still think... That's not going to haunt them in any way whatsoever. Well, never, you know. Uh, <laughs> I still trust Alicia's judgment a little better than I do her mom's at this point, though. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how it doesn't 
we'll, we'll find out more later and later in the season apparently the big trailer just dropped at uh, Comic Con for the remainder of the season and it's it's fairly nuts looking yes, oh yeah it <laughs> as, as it should be but uh, Alicia and Jake arrive at Black Hat Cafe they're surrounded by armed guards who take Jake and Alicia's weapons of course and Walker emerges machete in hand and drops a severed pig's head on the ground in front of them which given some of the sounds going on before he did that we, we thought it might be some, some other head but keep that one in your you know brain pans there kids because that might be important later or foreshadowing you've already seen the other than you David everyone who's listening to this has already seen the show so it matters we imagine yeah yeah and we get into our opening titles uh, so a lot of stuff in the first couple minutes back at the ranch though Madison informs Nick that Alicia is missing Jeremiah remarks that Jake too is gone um, so Nick offers to go after Alicia and Jake but Jeremiah suggests that he trains with Troy and you know joins the militia first before embarking on such a dangerous mission uh, probably should have sent uh, Maddie for some training too but she's apparently just a natural born Navy SEAL or something we'll get into that <laughs> one of my nitpicks one of my nitpicks about this end one Jake and Alicia join Walker for lunch Walker looks confused when Alicia calls him out for killing the Trimbles because he didn't do it, hint hint Jake asks Walker to honor their prior court agreements and end the violence, but Walker's just like, yeah, okay, wait, man, uh, uh, no courts. I don't see any courts. You see any courts? And he says they're no longer relevant. He orders Jake... Those were, those were in the old days, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. three yeah. months ago, yeah, you know? Yeah, a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the world is changing, boys. Anyway, oh, wrong verse. Uh, yours, Jake, vacate <laughs> Black Hat territory, but agrees to discuss a parlay after their meal. And Alicia is surprised to see that their waiter is Ophelia. We found her. Right. She found yeah. us. Yeah. Um, I didn't recognize her, actually, and at she first. Looks so, she looks so pissed to have been found. Yeah. She's uh, like, what well. the fuck are you doing here? Uh, she probably realizes they're... They're on the other teams. <laughs> Generally, people who uh, run away under mysterious circumstances don't want to be found. Yeah. Uh, she, she's probably like, man, this fucking small world. I should have gotten farther north. <laughs> well, we'll oh see why God. she did for, in the yeah, next episode. Yeah. So Nick signs up for Troy's little band of psychos and uh, pointedly tells Troy that he wants to protect himself from whoever killed the Trimbles, you know, uh, <laughs> clever. Troy gives him a gun um, and then sets him to training, apparently. Ophelia apologizes to Alicia for abandoning the group at the Rosarito Beach Hotel. She says that Walker took her in and insists that the nation are good people. And Alicia points out that Walker killed a family two nights ago, and that also Travis. Uh, but Ophelia insists that Walker did not uh, carry out any missions at that time. You know, she, he was with me, so he wasn't off killing your buddy Gretchen. Uh, Travis, yeah, he's got to own that one. Jake informs Alicia that Walker agreed to a parlay. Um, he asks Alicia, Alicia to return to the ranch and tell Jeremiah about the terms, and Walker will refrain from further violence in exchange for a tribute and a hostage swap. 
and he plans to uh, stay behind, and he basically wants some water from Jeremiah, too. He plans to stay behind as uh, Walker's hostage, but Alicia insists on being the hostage instead, so Jake can personally deliver the terms to Jeremiah. He, she's brave, and, and she's she's got brains, man, because you know, I think she's... Yeah, her reasoning is sound here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and let's all have a moment. I think she actually knows that she probably has a better chance of surviving the whole ordeal than than if they left Jake, who Walker, you know, not a big fan of the Otto family, but he, he doesn't have anything against the Clarks yet. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Despite their best efforts. Well, yeah, and, and best efforts to come. Thanks, Maddie. <laughs> Constantly <laughs> keeping the world in a state of disarray. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So let's let's all have a uh, moment of silence for Nick's hair, because he gets a little haircut, and, and you know. I like his haircut though. He's now he he looks a lot less like Junky Johnny Depp. So I guess he does. Yeah. yeah, but why is he it looks whenever... like yeah, he looks like younger Johnny Depp? <laughs> Twenty One Jump Street, Johnny Depp. Uh, How come yeah. every time, every time on TV, when somebody takes scissors to their hair, they come out looking great? Even Doctor Strange with shaky hands, you know. But you know, I take a pair of scissors, I end up looking like Charlie Brown with one hair squiggling off my, you know. Well, Nick used the knife, so he's that much cooler. Uh, sure, yeah, like like uh, the Outsiders comes to mind. Uh, that's why I found myself a good barber and I'm loyal to her. Uh, so, ah, yep. Nick's hair, clip, clip. Uh, he tells Madison, who is upset with him uh, about joining the militia, that he's keeping his enemies close, referring to Troy. I uh, can't really argue that one, Maddie. You're kind of doing the same shit. Jake returns to the ranch with Ophelia, his hostage. Madison yells at Jake for leaving Alicia with Walker, and Jake's like, have you tried to get your daughter to do something she doesn't want to do? (laughs) 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 Come on. (laughs) You ought to know this by now, Mom. (laughs) Jake assures her that Walker will honor the uh, hostage swap and uh, that Alicia is safe. Walker proudly shows Alicia the helicopter that they shot down. Awkward. And, of course, she tells him that she was in it when it went down, and she got to see uh, good old stepdad's guts and all that good stuff. And Walker compares her contempt for him uh, with the hatred he feels towards the autos, and she just kind of calls him a hypocrite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Alicia, no, no filter on that girl. She speaks her mind. I love it. Nothing wrong with with that. The the thing is, is that usually when you call someone a hypocrite, regardless of whether they are or not, they'll usually bounce back on that and throw it on you. And he didn't. He accepted it. Didn't really have a defense, yeah. Yeah. No, he he seemed to go into thought about that a little bit. Like, "Mm, mm, well, maybe right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, And one may say that he embraces his hypocrisy a little later, too. Well, his hypocrisy only goes so far. Oh, sorry, I just had to say that line. Ah, <laughs> uh, where are we here? Walker shows uh, the skull of his great-grandfather to Alicia and explains that they had to desecrate their ancestors' graves to save the skeletons from the autos when they, they won the ranch, or the land in the court battles. He says the Black Hat relics prophesied an apocalypse that would shed the land of the impure and return the land to his people. 
And, um, of course, the unveiling, Walker explains, is, is what apocalypse is, the actual definition of it is, you know, beyond the biblical stuff. <laughs> so I like that they're still kind of playing with uh, some end-of-the-world myths and stuff, or at least the characters are very cognizant of that, because it would make sense that people would be thinking along those lines <laughs> in these situations. Uh, I'd probably be finding Jesus again real quick if the zombies started coming. I don't know. Finding... Jesus is on the other coast. Well, I'd find... <laughs> Not if well I'd be trying to find him. <laughs> well, I don't know if you watch American guy, God, so... Guy, guy, and I every... thought I'd get close if I was in The Walking Dead and saw Ezekiel. I'd be like, dang, I'm almost there. <laughs> yeah, but see, if Jesus was to show up in The Walking Dead world, the CDC would immediately come out of hiding and grab him because he's patient zero. <laughs> Yeah, well, he is the original zombie. OG <laughs> zombie. That's so true. Oh, Unless you call Lazarus, I guess. I don't know. Lazarus kind of skates that line. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Poor Lazarus. Jesus would have wrecked uh, Troy's little uh, scientific experiments curve, though. You know, he he had a whole three days till he came back. Yeah. Would you, that totally well, it, blow it, the median. It took the time to uh, perfect the art of resurrection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Madison asked Troy to help rescue Alicia uh, because, of course, she did. Uh, but at least you know she's risking everybody's lives for her daughter for a change, not just Nick. So I guess there's progress there. Troy hesitates, preferring to see how Jake's... Troy, actually, is is now being, you know, the reasonable one. It's like, no, we should probably let the diplomacy process, you know, play out in the parlay. Yeah, you know, Maddie should, should have taken note right here. If the uh, crazy, bloodthirsty bastard doesn't want to go on the mission, right. maybe you don't go on this mission. Yeah, no, she's hell-bent on her little her little conquest here, and so <laughs> she... she that's my problem with Maddie, man. She sees only one path anymore, and it's all violence. And I still say that it's going to bite her in the ass in the end. Uh, well, Madison points out that he owes her a favor for not turning the ranch against him and calling him out in his murdery ways. I don't even know if that would have mattered, but she knows how to play those cards, I guess. And it worked. Uh, Ophelia paces around the ranch pantry. Jeremiah joins her and maintains that no one wants war, and he asks her not to complicate matters with quote-unquote old business, alluding to when he attacked her at the border, and Ophelia agrees. Troy, Nick, and several malicious soldiers sneak into Black Hat headquarters and rescue Alicia. Nick spots a guard approaching and tackles the guard, who Troy then shoots. Gunfire breaks out. Madison picks up the rescue team with Alicia in a truck. And Madison groups, Madison's group returns to the ranch. Jake admonishes them for essentially declaring war on Walker's nation, which, yeah. They did. Yeah. I, I really think at this point that Madison way overdid this shit, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, it was so absurd. I'm like, what the... Yeah, for real, people. This is so unnecessary. But I, I guess to make it more interesting, they have them get in a battle. Which I don't know. That whole scene just—it was so bad taste in the mouth. Yeah, I, I, you know. I just thought that it would have been so much better played if they would have let it play out without the whole 
that whole scene right there. I know that they wanted to make tension so that they'd have a reason, but they already had the reason. Oh, and they're getting another reason anyway. Yeah. Again, here comes comes the great oxymoron we always say on this show is that it strains reality on a zombie show that Madison would be able to even pull off this little freaking commando run because... Exactly. You know, the yeah. old cliche of you can't sneak up on a Native American aside, which they pay lip service to in this. <laughs> um, clearly proving the theory wrong, but I, I gotta think Walker's a little more on it than to let this attack happen. You know, they're in a war footing too. and Especially knowing this particular group. Are you gonna tell me you're not gonna see that coming and you're yeah. not gonna have better lookouts, you know? That's Although, just, I did... I, I, I was, call bullshit. Bullshit. Well, I, I, bullshit. bullshit here. You I'm, gotta understand, though, Beth comes from the voice of, 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 of knowledge. Her brother... Tony is half Comanche. Mm-hmm. My nephew Marcus is half Choctaw, and we've scared the crap out of both of them. Well, we're surprised them completely. <laughs> well, know? yeah. See, I, I, was, I was half in the "this is bullshit" crew at you know side at first, and then I did think it over a little bit. And but Madison doesn't need shouldn't be part of this equation. But if you think about it, the the auto camp is probably the better trained force. They could be Walker bragged about having a couple of rack vets and stuff. But I mean, the militias, you know, presumably been doing this shit for years. And if we, yeah, well, the the thing is, Native American uh, guys all around the country uh, have a history of doing at least one tour of military uh, service. Well, true that. It, yeah. it, it is it is a rite of passage for them. They they love to do it. Yeah. Uh, it, it it's it's something that, that we see all the time uh, when we when we go we would go to the uh, Comanche powwows and stuff on a regular basis back in the day and we'd see these guys they'd have like a their their own little coming out party for you know because they're getting ready to go off and mm-hmm. and do their do their service um so i i got no doubt that a lot of the guys that are in walker's camp have a lot of have a training um i was just trying to help the writers out a little on this one but <laughs> it, they may just suck in this case and yeah that, you're, you're drowning on that one <laughs> And that's okay, because you guys have done great so far this season, so you're allowed just one little bit of suckage, I guess. Uh, didn't take me out of it that much. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> you're, you're all good, believe me. I, it would have just made it would have made it just a little easier to swallow for me if it had been like Troy and most of his, you know, a bunch of his militia guys, but not Troy and the Clark family, who, yeah, they've been out for a month, and they're badasses because they've traveled the wasteland for a month. Well, yeah, but why why would any of Troy's men go on this mission? Yeah. Well, they know this is just as they know as well as he does how dumb this is. Right, but I mean, he would they seem to have been selling it that they'd be loyal enough to do shit like this without uh, questioning. Well, it's not I can see why they would go simply because Troy and Madison got this thing going. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure what the hell this thing is going, but yeah, he would follow her if it meant even leaving, I think at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think I think she's got sway enough over enough of his men too that if she like pulled a few of the better ones aside, I don't, know, don't bring your fucking son and your daughter though. But, yeah. Well, her daughter was already there, but <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, Nick hasn't. Yeah, he's training right now, but I don't think he's been proven a, a great combatant yet. He trains fast. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, it's the junkie powers, man. You, you learn 
learn to get high quick or something, and so that translates over to weapons and, and, and shooting ability. But, do you, but it, do you know what the funny part of this is? One of Alicia's biggest gripes is mom does everything for Nick, Nick, Nick. She never does anything for me. She only does things for Nick. Yeah. Here she is doing a Rambo commando raid in the middle of the night, killing people to save her daughter's butt. She can't say anything ever again. And look how this thing turned out. It went sideways. Okay, it, but wait. She oh. She's a typical teenager still at some point in the brain, even though sometimes she is better than mom because a typical teenager is going to go, God, mom. Always trying to be overprotective. You didn't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You embarrassed me, you know? <laughs> well, I don't know. We want to get into deep psychology and stuff. I'll, I'll break out some schooling when we get down to another part of the plot. I think we medicine. moved past embarrassing a long time ago. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Just dangerous. <laughs> Started a war to come get me, Mom. Thanks. I was totally safe, but the, the, the effort is appreciated. So the next day, Jake packs water to bring to Walker, uh, which, you know, Troy worries about Jake's safety, but Jake leaves anyway. Uh, Alicia tells Ophelia that she doesn't have to go back to Walker, but Ophelia warns Alicia to leave the ranch because shit's coming. Uh, Jake brings the water to Black Hat and says it was Troy's idea to rescue Alicia. Walker starts to scalp Jake pretty graphically, and I I thought that was going to be it for our, our boy there. Uh, but Ophelia stops him at the last second, and uh, Walker threatens to kill Jake and Troy in front of Jeremiah and then burn Jeremiah alive. Very nice description by Walker. Okay. Well, yeah, it's good to have goals. Yeah. Well, hold on a second, because when Alicia says to stop scalping him, it kind of makes you wonder what the hell just she got on this guy to make him be able to stop like that. Oh, Ophelia. Ophelia, Ophelia. I mean, yeah, because you really are thinking, what the hell? No, I feel like he's got his balls in her purse. It's, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> and he pretty much admits that later. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know that yet. And it's just kind of like, what the yeah. hell? Yeah. Why, why is she stopping all of us? I mean, she made him stop cold turkey. Yeah. You know, and it just kind of makes you think, well, what, what? How involved is she with this guy at this point? Yeah, I figured they're bad buddies, but yeah, I yeah. guess we didn't know the severity of it till she pulled this. Because I was kind of like, wow, she's got some juice for only literally probably being there maybe a month. I don't know. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, she's got you know other things to tell him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having been over at the Otto's camp for a while, even enough to contribute. Yep, no one's debriefed yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> The black hat messenger uh, dumps uh, Ophelia at the ranch gate suddenly, and her face is all beaten up. Um, Jeremiah Madison and Troy. That's right. Hmm? Yeah, I got, I, I got behind. I'm sorry. Oh, I got no, ahead of you. Uh, Jeremiah Madison, Jake, and Troy question Ophelia, who claims that Walker kicked her out because she suspected her of helping Alicia escape. And a guard takes her to the infirmary, and uh, Madison regrets letting Ophelia return to Walker given her promise to Ophelia's father that she would look after her. And then Madison just makes, you know, the, the best decision in the show and tells Ophelia she can stay at the ranch and she'd help out in the kitchen a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Troy there you go, Madison, flesh. making decisions for everybody else again. Exactly, yeah. I didn't even, like, clear mm-hmm. that with anybody. So, yeah, go work in the kitchen. Go have access to all of our food, a uh, person that just came from the enemy camp. <laughs> 
that's a not, great plan. Not going to hurt them in any way whatsoever. No, I could, you know, check off dinner. You know, but I can give credit to Madison for thinking the last thing she'd do is do anything to them. Yeah, well, you know. At least not on purpose. If this yeah, is Rick's exactly. crew and they'd spent a couple years together, I might have bought that. But they didn't really spend a huge amount of time together. That Maddie should have that kind of she didn't have that kind of trust in anybody else. Why would she? You know, I don't know. Yeah, but she had more trust than Daniel did her her dad, and she was trying to convince her dad to chill out. Mm-hmm. You know, and and to to not just get along, but to be neighborly to these people, you know? I mean, they were in their house. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, the last thing you would think is anything heinous coming from her. Uh, see, we have the advantage of being the audience and watching people fuck each other over on the show constantly, so, yeah, Maddie's still... Right, and even though it's been three years for us, it's only been about three months for them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. Yeah, Maddie's probably just seeing her as, like, another, you know, asset. Like, of course, she defected over here, got in trouble, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, she knows that she didn't really help Alicia escape, so I, I don't know why she bought that right away, that Walker kicked her out for that. But, whatever. <laughs> the damage is done. For good or ill, she's a cook. Uh, so, Troy orders his militia to guard the perimeter for the next 48 hours. Nick asks some strategic questions of Troy. And we, we find out that if Walker uh, attacks while they're on the perimeter, the troops fall back to the camp and leave a suicide note, one soldier to hold them off and fight to the end, while these others escape. And Nick volunteers to do it. And, and Troy's like, you feeling a little blue, Nicky? And he's like, no, I'm just suicide proof. Whatever the fuck that means, Nick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was a metaphorical suicide, Nick. It's actually going to be a murder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's going to be a murder. <laughs> Maybe you didn't get that. In the bunkhouse, Alicia asks Madison how Walker is any worse uh, than the things that they've done to survive and how they can be sure that Walker killed the Trimbles. And, uh, Madison doesn't answer, of course, because liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> on the perimeter, the militia soldiers start to scream and vomit, and uh, Cooper calls a medic on his walkie-talkie. Madison and Alicia wake up to the sounds of screams, and they run outside, and Ophelia lingles, lingers behind, and uh, we we kind of suss out what's going on here. Now, were my eyes playing tricks on me, or was Ophelia by, them, by the militiamen before they started getting sick? Uh, I don't recall. I don't recall. No, yeah. no? no she was standing on uh, the porch of right. uh, wherever she was uh, sleeping that night. I, I don't know why she wouldn't try to escape sooner bef- yeah, yeah. before waiting to see what the hell's about to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wouldn't be if I just poisoned an entire camp of people. I don't think I'd be hanging out. I don't know if she knew how far things were going to go. Well, she didn't clearly. She says that later, but I mean, even so, you know, everyone's getting sick. Whether she's not going to be able to just be like, "Oh yeah, it wasn't me." I'm the new guy here, but no, I'm, I'm not. And I was in the kitchen, but it wasn't me that poisoned everybody. Yeah, exactly. they'll, they'll buy that one. <laughs> Especially when your ass is starting to run through the camp and you're just <laughs> <laughs> running for your life because you see Madison coming after you. <laughs> yeah. 
Phoebe, you're not going to get nowhere. That's <laughs> for Maddie, too. So Coop tries to radio Jimmy, but Jimmy lays dead by the perimeter fence, and he already is starting to turn, also kind of wrecking Troy's little timing curve there, but we're going back to the days of they turn as quickly as we need them to. They turn at the speed of plot. Yes, the speed of plot. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Coop runs through the camp and urges people to to get inside their tents. Um, He's attacked by an infected Jimmy. Madison, Nick, and Alicia slaughter the infected in the camp. Uh, and not any of the trained militia guys. Well, they're all sick, actually. So, uh, and Nick sees Ophelia standing in the bunkhouse doorway and, and calls out her name, and she runs. And suddenly Nick falls to the ground in pain and realizes that Ophelia is responsible. And Madison chases after her. End episode. So, I, I got nothing else for that, because I just read the whole plot, but... Um, it's so it's but it's so self-explanatory i mean you're just left with thoughts like damn (laughs) she just she she just fucked some people up (laughs) yeah the the question is can she come back from that with with madison and the crew is what you what you ask yourself yeah yeah Yeah, we almost expect you know maddie just to basically catch her and and cap her (laughs) at this point um just Hurt her, hurt her little boy. So, but actually, you know, we we she navigates things a little smarter than that, and actually wants to find out what the friggin' poison in, is and stuff. So, which we'll learn in a minute here. But uh, that that's progress. You know, a little mm-hmm. I'm not sure her method was very smart of learning it. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it worked for her this time. Right. But they. they it always really... seems. To, it always seems to work for her this time as time keeps coming I just wonder when she's gonna run out of that that special magic yeah when Kim Dickens when Kim Dickens wants a race uh, that's about it yeah oh <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know um Hit the ground running, though, and I, I guess, you know, we had to have the, the Maddie commando run to, to move us into the... You know, we couldn't very well... I'm glad that, you know, I guess they could have done the whole, well, let's do diplomacy till the end of the mid-season and leave on a cliffhanger like the other show and piss everybody off. Well, well if this were the other show, this would have this, it would have taken 16 episodes to get to this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we'd, have left the, we'd have left the border in episode 8. Yeah, and it's, it's hard to believe that we've only been at the auto... Ranch for uh, for eight episodes, really, and it's it's. I, I really applaud the writers for being able. To, I do too. To I stuff was that say much the same plot thing. into these things, and we've got a taste of what else is out there with the dam, and we still got Victor out there, and we still got Daniel out there, but he doesn't show up in these episodes, sadly. I mean, they <laughs> so they've basically wrote a whole story within the season that would play out in a season, yeah. and I just love the fact that they did that because things just move right along at a wonderful pace and there's always something new no matter how grotesque or stupid or or we don't agree with i just like the fact that they keep us watching that way mm-hmm. it's yeah, never you know, boring I, I was gonna say you know the, the first episode of the season i was starting to get worried early on and then all of a sudden the gears just clicked yeah. And this show has just been cruising like Lance Armstrong on some serious roids. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and we. <laughs> and we, yeah. Totally. 
But, no, I think it comes back to what uh, Professor Allen said a couple episodes ago when we had him on. Um, in that it's how you write your peripheral characters, man. If they feel like they're real characters, you can you can stuff a lot of story in with them, you know, and it, it feels longer almost, but richer, you know. <laughs> um, I right, I mean, if you compare this to the other show, the other show would become much more cartoony, where, where these characters, you know, they still... They still seem real. Yeah, that's that is true. Yeah, but there's a po- there's a possible pit based on what happens afterwards. Scott, sure. we're getting a lot of noise from you. Yeah, I'm hearing that too on my end, but yeah, we'll muddle through it one way or another. Okay. Uh, most of the stuff we had last night going on didn't show up in the recording so far. So excellent. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right, so are we ready to move on to the finale? Episode 8. We are ready. Children of Wrath is the, uh, the <laughs> name of the episode here. Uh, one of my, you know, one of my least favorite Seven Deadly Sins, but, you know, I'll access it when I need to. In a flashback, Ophelia crosses the border into the U.S. We finally get this story and makes her way through the desert. A spray of bullets lands around her as an unseen assailant shoots at her, and she hides behind a tree, and as we learned back then, the shooter that finds her is Jeremiah. And Jeremiah brings Ophelia to his truck and interrogates her. You know, it says, Welcome to America at first, and she's basically like, I am an American, you fucking douchebag. <laughs> uh, Ophelia asks for a ride, but Jeremiah says that brown people are not welcome at his home, essentially. And she has, That's pretty much what he, that is what he said. Yeah. Yeah. She spits at him and. and That's exactly off. what he said. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, 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 we suspected it from, you know, the first episode in the last episode of last season where they were shooting at all the brown people. Right about now, I'm cussing them out in Spanish here at home. So, you know. (laughs) Anytime you do that, we need to record it and put it somewhere. That would be brilliant to have just a a string of Spanish expletives. Our own little like firefly thing. That's what what we need to do. You just need to teach us all the, the Spanish swear words, Beth, and we can just randomly throw them out there. Yeah, cabron, pinche, puto, you know, all those. Cool, yeah. Pendejo. Pendejo. <laughs> tonto. Tonto. Yeah. Did you say tonto? Oh, I said tonto. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to wonder about the Lone Ranger, you know, was he calling him that to just say that? I mean, did did did, did he really know what the word meant? I don't know. Well, I did. That works both ways. Kimasabi actually means cocksucker, is my understanding. Oh, come on. Uh, that was a Mad Magazine. That was a Playboy <laughs> comic. I read that when I was a kid. Lone <laughs> <laughs> Ranger, like, looking at something. Like, Kimasabi, cocksucker. That was, that, was, that was in Playboy, wasn't it? I don't know. I, I tapped into the collective somewhere there. Cause that just... Well, one of my dad's old magazines, you know. <laughs> Damn it, my plagiarism foiled again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> drat. Uh, so, yeah, Otto is the racist asshole we, we thought he would be. Ophelia wanders through the desert and collapses near death. Uh, she hallucinates and sees her father and uh, Jeremiah rescuing her. Walker discovers her in the state and he gives her water and brings her back to the black hat and uh, examines Ophelia gives her a nice bath and offers her food 
and it's probably the uh, the genesis of his uh, obsession with her and uh, back in the present uh, and we get up our, our opening credits right after that back in the present Madison chases Ophelia she uh, tries to escape the ranch of course and she punches her and interrogates her for answers the next day, the ranchers load dead bodies onto a truck. Jake and Alicia tend to the sick, which includes Nick, of course. Uh, Madison informs everyone that Ophelia poisoned the malicious coffee. And that's the way to do it, man. That's, yeah. So I stopped letting my ex-wife make my coffee the last five years of our marriage. <laughs> but don't you think that not everyone likes coffee? Not everyone should have been poisoned, you know? I, I don't know. I, I'm like not everyone was. I mean, but they just that that's boring to show. And, told uh, everyone, yeah. yeah. And if you're not drinking coffee in the apocalypse, man, you should start probably. That's you know, <laughs> any extra ideas. I cannot stand coffee. Oh. I love the smell, but I can't stand the flavor. That's why I'm addicted to Mountain Dew and Code Red. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I like my coffee like I like my women, black and strong. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm in trouble. Um, <laughs> so Madison holds Ophelia at gunpoint and forces her to drive to the Black Hat. Ophelia insists that the powder was only supposed to make Militia sick so that Walker's people could take over the ranch without bloodshed. Mm-hmm, whatever. Oh. Madison brings Ophelia to Walker and, and demands to know what the poison was, and he tells her the poison was anthrax, but says Nick will be okay because he's signed a contract, and he's able to... <laughs> and he warns that he... His name is in the opening credits. He's okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's immune to your anthrax. You just got to hope Joss Whedon isn't part of the show. Yeah. Because if yeah. your name's in the credits, you're going to die soon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a fact. Yeah, that's not safety at all. He warns that her and her family will die if they don't leave the if they don't leave the ranch. But um, Walker clearly has, like, a respect for... You know, both Walker and Otto clearly have a respect for, you know, Madison's uh, savagery, I guess you would say, you know, or... Propensity to just savagery first. And Actually, I believe their exact thoughts are that bitch is crazy. Pretty much, yeah, that too. And then it know, Ophelia did something that that Madison would have definitely done. So I don't see why. I can see why because she harmed her family. Yeah, but really, I mean, that's something Madison would have done for sure. She would have had no problem doing that shit. Yeah, one thing i got to say about Maddie, and she basically flat out says it later when her kids try to call her out on her kind of murdery ways, that uh, she's like, doesn't matter. It just matters. Surviving is all that matters. So she's just in that zone and uh, look out whoever gets in her way. Yeah, she's going to survive and sacrifice anyone she has to. Mm-hmm. Strand scavenges for food. Let's see Victor briefly. And he looks out the window and sees a sight to brighten his spirits. The Abigail run aground. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip. That started from this tropic point aboard this tiny ship. It brightened my spirits, too. It did, too. I know, but that was and a big stretch. It, yeah, oh, sure. Why? Why? I, mean, I don't know. You know, it's, it's you know, it's skimmies. just... 
Okay, because everyone... It was a cameo from, appearance, anyway. You know? Look, okay, how long have we been it's saying... Special guest star. Yeah. We want to see what happened with Abigail. They, they should bring it in somehow. They should rotate it back into the script. They did. Mm-hmm. It's just not the way we wanted to see no, it. No, it, uh, it was still even... I couldn't even contain myself when it showed up and I was watching and I had to go live blog in the Facebook group. And it got us space people. Yeah, and it got us space people. Yep, still to come. But uh, we do have a Facebook group, by the way, Fear the Walking Dead cast. Oh, uh, my gosh, Brian, we're like, hey, they they did it. They they brought spacemen in. Yeah. <laughs> we were so excited. Now I, we know what happened with them. I still want to know what happens when they run out of food. Do they turn to? Were they infected? I, I think our, our cosmonaut friend will tell us here in just a little bit, guys. Getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I, I still want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> So Strand, of course, wades into the water and boards the Abigail and infected Rome for whoever did take the boat didn't do well with it because um, it's just infected all over the place. Strand kills them all with a spear gun, knife and gun, uh, much more badass than he usually is, too. Madison tells Jake that the poison was anthrax and that those who don't die will be too weak to resist an attack. So Jake orders Troy to gather the remaining militia, militia but uh, he's, there isn't much of one. And Madison suggests that they recruit the ranchers, but Jake tells her that she doesn't lead the ranch. And I'm like cheering Team Jake here. Somebody yeah, I was too. Telling <laughs> Maddie just to look, you're a fucking tornado who's blown into this branch and and destroyed us. And we really wish you would stop. Okay. Yeah, but he but he, but he undercuts it in the next scene when he yeah. when they go out and say, oh, she, yeah, she's right. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't know, Maddie Magic counseling powers or something. So, well, yeah, I did he, like that he didn't want her to hear him admit that she was right, though. Right. Well, you know, yeah. Uh, you, you let the leader of the place, you know, or the sons of the leader of the place come to that conclusion by themselves. You don't just tell them what's what in their own in their own house. It's a little diplomacy skill Maddie still needs to learn, I think. I do, too. Also, uh, subtlety. She needs to learn. Yeah, well, you know, I would reference the time that she went in the Apocalypse Mart there, and it's basically like, you tell me where my son is right now, despite the fact you're all going to try to shoot me, or you would without hesitation, you know? Well, if, well, if any of us had done that, we wouldn't have made it out of the Apocalypse Mart. No, no. So, yeah, this is, I'm still, still a little miffed with the writers writing Madison these magic luck powers, so... Um, I'm, I'm still waiting for Lady Maddie Beth to, to have her downfall, because that's how the story ends, so who knows. Jake eventually agrees with Madison's plan, as we said, and instructs Troy to try to arm anyone who isn't sick. Alicia tries, uh, suggests that they try to negotiate with Walker again, but uh, Jake points out they really have no leverage at this point to broker a deal, but then Alicia hatches a little commando plan, and we'll learn about that in a second. Uh, Victor uh, finds himself a bottle of champagne on the Abigail and goes to the upper deck, gets out a satellite phone, and uncorks the bottle. Nick convinces Jake to uncuff him from his cot, uh, assuring him, I'm I'm not going to turn, don't worry, my name's in the credits. And Nick goes to look for Jeremiah. Uh, Jake warns that Jeremiah has another side to him that Nick might not like, and he's going to end up disappointed. I think Nick's already a little savvy to that. 
Nick watches Jeremiah and several ranchers bury the dead in a mass grave, and he uh, rips the floorboards of his adobe open, kind of uh, having a little epiphany when he sees where Jeremiah uh, shot into the floor uh, two episodes ago. Ophelia tells Walker that she cares about the Clark family, stands right up for him, um, and admonishes him for using anthrax without her knowledge. Uh, Walker's going to be in the doghouse for a couple weeks, I think. Yeah, but I mean, you can imagine how used she feels at right. this point, that that's not, that is not what she's about. She was never that kind of person, but he just made right. her that, you he know, that, that's yeah. gotta, yeah, that would she, definitely piss me off. I think she thought she was going to give him the shits. Yeah, so which would that that disables a, a camp pretty quickly. It's, right, <laughs> it's hard to hard to fight in those circumstances. Not enough outhouses, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Backed but up quickly. She, she was not happy because, like I said, she may he made her a killer now. Yeah, but but he he maintains you know the great. Uh, Justification always. He maintains that he's saving. She's saving the lives of his people, and they're interrupted by a commotion outside. And then the nation rushes to extinguish a teepee fire started by Troy and a team of ranchers. Uh, as Troy's team distracts Walker's people, Madison and Alicia hitch the black hat reliquary to the truck and, and haul it off. And this is like you know this camper that he has of all the uh, the remains that he was showing Alicia. Now, did you think this strategy had any merit at all? Not particularly. No. <laughs> I kind of figured it would end exactly like it did, really. <laughs> hmm. It just, I, I don't know. I mean, it was maybe a good plan. Um, I thought they were going to take the water back. Right. Yeah. yeah that, that, that would have made more sense. Better strategic move. Um, but instead, he took, instead they took the uh, the dead Indian parts. But yeah. again, take, taking the water back, you know, that, that just brings down war. Taking that and threatening basically to destroy it, you could see where maybe if it was anyone aside from Walker, they probably would th- think twice about it. Anybody from the, from the Indian nation there. Well, this this is where I have a problem with it. That Alicia already like called him out for being a hypocrite, so she probably should have realized this really wouldn't have any leverage with him. You know that he's he's just kind of playing the noble Native American, and she even says that to him. You know, and that you know she, I don't know why she thought that he would give up his 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 crusade. You know, just to save his his ancestors' uh, remains that he could have lost any. That it's and uh, that just that unveils the unveiling, you know what Walker's true motivations are, and that's just flat out revenge. So, so Nick digs a little hole under his adobe floor, and his uh, shovel hits something hard. And he goes to Jeremiah's house and confronts him with a skull that he found under the adobe. Jeremiah confesses that as the rivalry between <laughs> what's that? <laughs> yeah, like the wife. Who's this? You know, why is this in my house? Uh, he goes to yeah, confronts him with a skull, and uh, yeah, the black uh, the ranchers murdered the, the founding founder, fathers in particular were murdered three uh, of the tribesmen, including Walker's uncle. Um, they were basically set up in the fields because they were, you know, the young thugs were uh, were stealing some cattle and stuff. So him and uh, the founders set up in the field you know, specifically, basically to to ambush and murder them. But he says the wa- skull begins to wa- belongs to Walker's father, actually, who Jeremiah killed when the man started to investigate his brother's disappearance. One shot did the job. You know, Otto 
hardly... It was a good shot. It was a good shot. One shot, one kill. I just wonder what made him think, uh, what made Otto think that that it, this guy was his family, his, what, his dad? Yeah. Or who made him think? It was it was it Otto who said it was his dad, or was it Nick who thought it was his dad, or something? No, Otto, Otto, Otto said it was uh, Walter's dad that he murdered. Yeah. Well, maybe he knew them well enough to know who was who. Maybe he knew. Yeah. Well, they'd been in conflict for years, presumably right, over so. the land. So. They know who's who. Yeah. Yep. The Madison and Alicia bring the reliquary back to the ranch, and Walker follows the host of soldiers. Nick shows the skull to Maddie and Alicia and relays the story he heard from Jeremiah. And he also reveals that to Alicia that Troy killed the Trimbles. And Alicia, both of them really take Madison right to task. Uh, Alicia accuses her of being heartless for standing with Troy despite the murder of uh, Gretchen. Madison declares that she's too busy keeping everyone alive to have time for feelings. Um... <laughs> and uh, again, I'll just say it's like, well, if you stop making decisions gonna, that puts everyone in danger, you might have more time for feelings. Maybe <laughs> we'll play that song, feelings. <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> oh my gosh! So we learned that Victor is actually in Baja, California, because he makes contact with a Russian cosmonaut who's stuck in space and wishes he had vodka. And the Russian tells Strand, basically, the rest of the world is infected, where he's like, I got to see the lights go out all over the world. Uh, So we finally, you know, like we didn't realize this, but we finally get confirmation of the scope of this. Now, how how far did did Victor walk from the dam to Baja? Because that that seemed like a really quick trip, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, as far as the Victor and Daniel stuff, I mean, I think they're... They're kind of doing that a little out of time and, and not really are going to yes. presumably stick to anything that we can connect with the uh, yeah. stuff at the camp. Um, they're playing a little loose with that. But that's all right, because eventually we're just, they have to meet up with everyone again. So it, it's almost irrelevant, like, how long they've all been traveling and shit. Uh, I do like that they are kind of keeping track, and we're learning, like, two, three months ago is when all this started, so... I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure some nerd out there will, will eventually come up with the whole map like they did for the other show of every place they'd been. Because um, I don't remember reading that they put that dam is, is probably a real place. Um, it is, actually. Yeah. It really is. They were at a real dam uh, there in, I, I think it was in Mexico. Mm-hmm. They were at a, a real dam, and they did shoot that. It's, it really is. Um, there was no CGI in that. Right, right. Uh, but I don't know if they're actually using a dam, you know, as, as like the hotel. That's actually the real place, if they're calling it that. Because there were still been uh, kind of around Tijuana, I guess, but I don't know how far that is from Baja, California. Or... Yeah, that that is uh, the Gonzales Dam. It's in Tijuana, Baja. Okay. So, so he didn't yeah. go that far, I guess. You know, he probably scored himself another jag along the way somewhere because Victor would know where to find the nice cars. <laughs> he would. So he knew where to cosmonaut. find the nice sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah. Uh, so him and his cosmonaut buddy trade literary uh, literary trivia, which I thought was a really great scene. And, and Strand drinks some champagne to their brief friendship as uh, 
you know, the uh, the world turns and the cosmonaut gets out of satellite um, contact distance, I guess. Madison meets with Walker and offers to return the relics in exchange for peace and ownership, and he's like, you know what? <laughs> Here, take the skull back. I don't want it. This isn't my father. Uh, yeah, this is an old white man, Shane, he says, and he's like, I just want revenge, really, at this point. So Madison informs a group that Walker will still uh, wants the ranch and is giving them until sundown to vacate or everyone will die. And Strand gathers supplies uh, from the ship and then douses the Abigail in alcohol and, and lights it on fire. Moment of silence. And he starts to make his way north, so... The three-hour tour has officially but, ended. <laughs> can, can, I, can I ask yes. you something? Oh, go, go ahead, babe. I was just wanted to mention, don't you think one of the reasons why he was so broken up over that is that that's kind of like the last thing that he had to hang on to from the guy who he says he was in love with. And the last thing that he had that was any resemblance of the old life. Yeah, so, totally. the good life. Yeah, yeah I think he knew he was. He was never getting that fucker off the the sand. So he's like, yep. Yeah. I mean, he did try to start it. He might have been able to wait for high tide or something, but if it's yeah, dead, I guess it's dead. I'm I'm still trying to figure out what it is that they do on the show to make everything catch fire so quick. I mean, I can sit there and douse charcoal in lighter fluid for half an hour and still you throw a match on it. Nope. You guys sit there and just like blow torch to get it to finally catch fire. So zombie wood. It, <laughs> yeah, zombie, zombie wood. Yes. Yeah. That's gotta be it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Plot device, time savings, flammable stuff. Well, you know, you use. Didn't you know you can use any alcohol in the world and douse something, and it'll go up like you know, dry tinder. It's not really, kids. Don't try this at home. Um, <laughs> but tampons work really good. For, uh, <laughs> as flaming projectile weapons, I've heard that. They really do. <laughs> I wasn't shitting you. Okay. Can we edit I don't that know, out for uh, any legal reasons, guys? I, I don't know this story, so... Yeah, we're, we're cruising in unknown territory. Yeah, I know. I've made our listeners cringe a little. Sorry. Our, our co-hosts have some, uh, some secrets here, Mikey Z. We keep unveiling stuff. Yes, we do. Again. Yeah. You only scratch the surface. <laughs> I Again, just want to reiterate the Fear the Walking Dead cast uh, disclaimer on the Hughes' mysterious past. That do not divulge anything that you would have to kill us for later. That's all I ask. Well, you, you know what you can also do to make things uh, flame up is uh, spray the grill while the gas is on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I learned that one. Excuse me. Young, excuse me. Man. If you're grilling, you're not using gas. Okay. People that use gas, I'm sorry. No. Charcoal, lighter fluid. Use gas. You're missing the point. All right. Look, guys. I got a garage sale glow at homework. We're not even getting into the meat argument. Or we'll be here all night. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you mean the difference between barbecuing and grilling? Yes, yeah, especially not from someone in Texas. No, I haven't got that much tape on my hard drive. <laughs> and not unless we can get Hank Hill in here as a special guest. And Hero's not with us tonight, or he could do Hank Hill. <laughs> uh, he does a great impression. Yes, he yeah. does. 
So, back in the bunkhouse, we finally get uh, the story. Madison reveals to Nick and Alicia why she's never taken them to hometown in Alabama and to meet Grandpa, because Grandpa's not with us anymore. No, he's not. And And she did it! Yep, Madison shot her alcoholic father uh, when she was a child because he beat her mother, and she resolutely insists that she would do it again if it meant protecting her family. Okay, so Brian and I had this discussion about whether or not, how how old she must have been. He thinks maybe she was somewhat of a teenager, and I think she was a young, younger child, you know, under 10 at least, or 10. Yeah, Yeah, she doesn't really clarify it, I don't think. Her father was an important councilman, so it's like one of those situations where everybody loves him, you know, in the town, and he's this paragon of of virtue to everyone else, but, you know, he's this monster at home, so. But apparently her record got sealed. Mm -hmm. Because apparently everybody knew that. Right, and yeah, that you didn't think that would be the kind of thing that would uh, look good on a resume for a school counseling job, but. But I guess that's that. That makes sense from what Beth is saying. If she was under under ten, yeah, if she, she was, was seven a, years old, she did that. Then yeah, oh, the record's going to get sealed. You know, yeah, she's going to minor at all. It probably would be. She's going to get tested, and she's going to be around counselors, and she's going to be around all this stuff, and she's going to learn how to do all that, how to manipulate, and all that, and that's why she becomes a counselor. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, does she put down her husband as well? I always well, thought that. I thought that from the very beginning. I don't know. I, I think maybe Alicia might have nailed it. That Dad just, you know, uh, couldn't deal with living with this emotionless being anymore. Look, I just some personal anecdotes, man. I've I've known a lot of people, and I've done some counseling work that uh, a lot of damaged people do become counselors, and sometimes it's a good thing, and sometimes it's a bad thing. Right. Um, and damaged people really do go to this place of, of being, you know, very emotionless sometimes and, and just not even, monsters are made, you know, not not born a lot of times. And um, I agree with that. Stuff like that could, uh, yeah, so, I mean, Maddie just has this drive to go, as I said, my biggest problem with her, and we get to see kind of why now, but that she, there's no middle ground for her. It's all, like, basically kill to survive or... You know, there are no lines for her. Even Nick says it's like, we need still need to have lines we don't friggin' go across, you know? And I'm still, I'm a believer. I'd like to think that I'd be the, the poor bastard with the moral center in the apocalypse that would get inevitably killed for it. Right, you'd only end up dead with a moral compass. Sure, but, you know, I, I hopefully, I guess, I believe that my spirit somewhere would be judged kindly on that act. So that's, that's where my head goes. See, I... You need people I, I like am that. With you can't you just have everybody. That. Yeah, you can't just have everybody be completely like fuck everyone else. So that's you know that's how a lot of our problems in our current world happen. Um, so. But I could also see Madison's point. You fuck with my family, you know, you're gonna get fucked with. Oh, totally. You know, right. So I, I can totally get that, but still i would have such a moral compass it makes me wonder how well i would actually do it, it it's kind of scary but, but if it came to my family well then you fucked with the wrong woman and i, I see where line, she's coming from i think the line that nick is talking about and like that alicia's talking about and that i would believe in is that yeah you do well that's kind of how i feel about our, our national 
defense policy too, to be honest with you, to get a little political, but um, you do whatever it takes to protect yours and yours, your, you know, yours, and you avenge them if necessary, but I don't think you preemptively go out and be a monster to to stop things that haven't even happened yet, you know? I think you pile up more problems that way than, than you effectively stop. Um, you know, as I said... It, if, yeah, which is what we were saying about Madison just going in there to grab her daughter. That was something not not necessary. Well, it's, it's the so right. So, your little uh, country analogy here. Matt, maybe Madison is more of an imperialist. She got her eyes on this ranch and she said, "I want that." Oh, totally. She's doing what she can to secure it. Or yeah, the last shot of this this episode might as well be from The Godfather. Right. Her, her surveying our new kingdom. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. yeah but I don't think anybody knows she's in charge of the kingdom. But I think they just need to well, write I it think better. They, they do, though, because, I mean, after... I mean, after the whole thing goes down with the, with the father, I mean, she's standing on top of the... Uh, a port trailing just overlooking the whole camp like she's the shit. Yeah. But I think what my point yeah, is is that I think she still needs the the autos as kind of symbolic leaders. Oh for now, yeah, sure. Yeah, she's she's Lady Macbeth, man. She's happy to be the power behind the throne. Um for sure, yeah. But I mean my point is that I if not for her magical Maddie powers most of her decisions to preemptively protect her family would end with all of her family dead. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. So, sure. I mean, yeah. taking that away, taking logic out of the equation, yeah, Maddie's definitely got the right frame of mind, but, um, yeah, they just need to write it a little tighter and, and not have her succeed in every fucked up decision that she makes and comes out smelling like roses. Uh, no, not all of them. You know, Travis would argue that that's not the case. Well, but yeah, all of it's had negative consequences for other people. Not <laughs> generally, yeah. They haven't been visited upon her yet. Not other than Travis, no, and that wasn't really directly her fault. But I think that's it's the way you write these characters. You know, yeah, you you knock off the the moral center, but I think you also need to knock off the 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 person who's all in on the whole survival at every you know, no at, at any cost thing. You know, you have to have a balance there, or it just becomes kind of like uh, you know misery porn in a way. And I think Walking Dead, the other show, has become that a little bit. But we'll give them a chance to redeem themselves because that trailer looked cool. But Madison goes to Jeremiah's house and tells him that uh, Walker is willing to offer peace in exchange for Jeremiah's scalp, basically. <laughs> and she, uh, but do the right his, thing. Blow your head off. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, she puts his her gun on his desk and says, you know, he's like, you here to shoot me, Maddie? You know, and it's like, I took you in and all this stuff, and I, I befriended your boy and uh, shot at him when I was drunk. And, um, <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm not going to kill you for all those reasons. You're going to do it. And, you know, because if you don't, your sons will die. And he's basically like, fuck them. You know, <laughs> I'm going to make my last stand. They're, they're a bunch of ungrateful brats anyway. So Jer- uh, Nick walks in and, and just does the job for everyone. Just pops him right in the head. And, uh, yeah. And Madison quickly begins to put a plan into action. Yeah, no, no look of shock or anything. She just goes right to work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
you know? And Nick's got a pragmatism about him, too, as much as he's... See, that that's what you do, though. That's what you... That's... We're right on the edge. This is what needs to be done, but you don't do it first, you know? Um, Nick waited for diplomacy to fail, I guess. Or suicide, you know, to be refused. Jake and Troy mm-hmm. uh, run to Jeremiah's house to find him dead, staged to look like a suicide by Madison and Nick, of course, uh, which they probably should have left. The, You know, I was like, man, he's sitting right there when they find him. And, like, and nobody looked remotely upset. No. And it's like, I would have left the scene, at least, and just let them find him on their own, or you might put some doubts in someone's mind about whether it was actually a suicide. I don't know. Again, you need to go back to criminal school a little bit, Maddie, if you're going to live this life. Uh, Madison, uh, they remove Jeremiah's body from the house, and uh, we, we see later Madison walks up to Jeremiah's coffee, uh, coffee coffin in a barn uh, by her lonesome, and she meets his walker and places a backpack at his feet, and we realize that she had a little side deal going on with Mr. Walker, that if she could deliver uh, Jeremiah's head, which she does, um things would be back to at least an uneasy piece. He nods at Madison and walks away with the head. And we get an interesting ending. Uh, Most of this is going on while there's a very interesting version of Stand By Me playing and kind of a visual montage of all this stuff. And that'll be what you'll be hearing at the end of this episode. And I actually want to give props to the band that does this. It's a band or group called Key Theory. Never heard of them, but uh, <laughs> I do like this show to, for having introduced me to some very interesting music over the last three years. They they use with sometimes good effect, sometimes bad effect, but uh, I like the little you know ending musical montages that they do for like mid season finales and stuff like that. All right, so was this? Do you think this was what Walker wanted all along? Jeremiah's head. I think oh, yeah. essentially, yeah, I think it all came down to... So revenge, was you know. the whole taking back our ancestral land bullshit? Yeah, and I'm hoping they address that, because, uh, you know, you would think his people would be like, all right, well, why aren't we going and taking the ranch now? This is what you were all about, you know? Or maybe he wasn't. Maybe that was just his spiel for, you know, uh, the, the white man that Tim's calling and and that his people are just be like, just get us fucking water, dude. You know, we don't really care where we live. Just get us water <laughs> and food. Well, see, I just think the whole thing was about the water. And, yeah, maybe it was his ancestral land, but at some point I think he knows he'll get it. I don't think he thinks for a minute that she'll stay there long term, not – I mean, she'll try to make a home of it as much as possible. But Don't you wreck it. Well, she thinks – I mean, he really thinks she's got a pair of balls more than Otto ever did. So in this apocalypse, I think you really want a neighbor with more people who you're going to fight beside rather than fight with. And I think he almost sees Maddie as almost an inside man for him too because I think he's he sees that she's ruthless enough that he can deal with her – that if it comes down to like him being able to show her that he's going to win this whole mess, that she'll jump on his side in a heartbeat. And I think that's the case. Because she's basically said, like, I don't care what anybody else, I'm going with whoever's going to protect all of us the most. Right. And yeah. 
Okay. Right now it's Troy and Jake, you know, because she's got Troy under her thumb. But if Walker starts to have the upper hand, I have no doubt. That's the way they wrote it anyway. I have no doubt that Maddie would stab everyone in the fucking back to go to the stronger guy. So, so we shall see. That's my yeah. prediction anyway. <laughs> you know, and, um, and the whole and I thing... I hate to say that I'm, like, rooting for Walker a little bit, but I kind of am. <laughs> well, the wheel really turned on Walker in these last two episodes. Yeah. He's not the one-note villain that they were leading us to believe that he was. No, and True, he's worse. Otto just wanted you to believe that he was this terrible person, and really, he's just been done wrong way too many times. But he's a, he also wanted us to believe that he was this noble person, and he's, right. he's also proven right. just to be about the petty shit, the revenge and and resources, you know, like yeah, everybody else. Yeah, but water else. isn't petty. Oh, no. No, I mean the, more the, the revenge stuff, but... Um, yeah, the, yeah, the whole killing with the anthrax. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Right, yeah. But Alicia's right. He's a hypocrite. I mean, she's right about her mom basically being a cold, hypocritical person, too, and... Um, you know, I think it, it falls to the kids to be the moral center in, in this situation, and hopefully they'll survive the experience. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I, I want to go back real quick and, and just touch on something that I, I really thought that Maddie's sitting there for, for her son to have shot him and, you know, she was going to do it or whatever the case may be. I think the whole way that she worked that so that way the kids would think that he took his own life because he loved them was to kind of give peace to the kids because he was, you know, the whole time they were thinking, oh, well, my father doesn't really give a shit. So it kind of makes you wonder, uh, are these boys, I'm pretty sure they have to think for at least a split second that he didn't kill himself for the better of his kids. And yeah, I don't and think kind of uh, what kind of shit are we looking at for the next half season? Well, or maybe they even they they might be entertaining the thought that Maddie or Nick might have killed him anyway. But maybe they're like, you know what? Fuck it. They you know. If this is the best way to keep the peace, the old man being dead, then that's that maybe is what has to happen. And he was such an asshole to us our whole lives. <laughs> you know, he's just kind of like. I don't know if they believe point. that he would kill if they know their father. I don't know. Right? If yeah, I don't know if they, he would yeah. sacrifice himself. Um, I mean, really, he wanted to run the camp without doing a damn thing. Uh, everything had to go through him. He, well, he always in the way of progress. He never really was there for his own children Maddie saw all that and in the end if it took his head well then so be it mm-hmm. okay it sounds like he read Heart of Darkness one too many times uh, yeah there's <laughs> definitely a little bit going on here too I think Daniel might actually be more in a Heart of Darkness I don't know I'm surprised they didn't give us anything of him at the end here but uh, he's in the previews so he's, he's coming we'll- back the, yeah, preview, yeah. the previews show a really small, small world. That's what the previews showed me. Yeah, all, oh, these, well, yeah. all these are. I mean, it still is, though, man. I'm, I'm willing to let that have a pass that they're they're still all that close. I mean, it's yeah, if you want to do the odds on it of people actually running into each other again in these shows, that you might as well play the lottery first. But, you know, it's necessary, you know. 
I still think this show has a better grasp of its geography than the other one at times. Um, see, the, the other the other show seems like everybody's too goddamn close, and it I I don't believe that they wouldn't have run into each other before they are now, and and this one at least leaves it a little more ambiguous. But I'm we it's still giving us a good landmarks. I mean, so we're all still around, you know, Tijuana, Baja California. Yeah, but th- these people are coming together as quickly as characters in a Kevin Smith film. <laughs> I, I expect Ben Affleck to come up with like, like, were you the one that slept with the, with the dead girl? You know, <laughs> no way. Hey, I, it, I'm not going to. It's yeah, coming but, together way too quick. Uh, but I'm not going to begrudge it. Don't, I don't want them going the Walking Dead route where they we have eight, you know, six episodes of filler of people off doing their own things. They, they're fitting all the stories in. We complained way too much during The Walking Dead that in the middle, uh, the, 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 it, there is nothing that's happening. They yeah. could tell the story in one or two episodes and get to more meat of what should be happening. I still think they've been restrained. I mean, that we didn't bring back Victor and Strand this half of the season, so they could have done that. They could have just stuffed everyone together. You know, all at once again, but they're they're making us wait for it a little bit. So, uh, yeah. You know. But it's necessary. If we want to see the, the whole band back together, they they got to get there somewhere, even if it strains belief in a zombie show. So, there's just different laws of physics and distance. That's the in this universe. That's all. You know, they can fast travel. It's a video game universe. Speaking of a zombie show, have we <laughs> did we see any zombies in these past two episodes other than the homemade ones? Not. Not especially, no, but, man, the previews certainly had a whole shit ton of them. Yeah. So, um, well, I well they, they had to resolve this arc, and they, they did it nicely. And uh, I, I think we'll be getting plenty of walkers coming up next next half of it. Well, I look forward to watching that preview, because I have not seen it yet, or the commercial for it. still think they could have thrown in at least one zombie shark for me at the end of the uh, Abigail's life. <laughs> I, I, I want to say those laser so, beams. In these eight episodes, the show gave me two things I wanted: <laughs> space people. Yes, and I yes. wanted a character named Walker. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There you go. And for me, it was Abigail ticket. and the spaceman. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, they and I've read that it was basically budgetary concerns that they had to nix the uh, the the seaborn, um, you know, plot. Sooner than we all would have liked, but uh, it was it was great that they brought her back for a Viking funeral. I guess it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed the whole whole talking with the cosmonaut there. Yeah, and that was a great scene. Uh, of course, you know, next season the cosmonaut will crash probably in the ocean right there outside of Tijuana. <laughs> yeah, right. And crawl and, out and, be like, and he'll, yeah, he'll be able to find Strand, and <laughs> yes, it. I mean, that, right. that's, if that that's, happens, that's, I won't cry foul. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do have a little bit of old business. Um, okay. You know, earlier in the season, we'd heard that Emma Caulfield was going to be on the show, and we were all talking about it. Now, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys discovered that. Turns out that she was actually Otto's wife in the video. Oh, no way. And yeah. That's how we're going to get it on you? I don't understand how this all happens. So, uh, yeah, if you go back and watch that, it's on YouTube. You know, yeah. you, oh, there she is, you know. 
Oh, it's a fucking travesty. Yeah, they made such a big deal about that, too. I know. Who who did? We did, maybe, but I don't know. We did, yeah. No, I mean, I saw a lot of, uh, you know, stories were posting it. Yeah. You know, she's a beloved geek actress and, you know, Whedon Whedon alum, so. Oh, man. She's having such a good show, and you just had to go dash everyone's hopes like. (laughs) I hadn't even thought about it. You know, since we probably talked about it on the show, and we haven't just seen the corpse. She was showing up, yeah. Next, we we haven't seen the corpse. We haven't seen the skull, unless that was her skull. <laughs> Maybe, uh, yeah. but but you know, I mean, the thing is, until you actually see that, you know, she can always make a comeback. I guess so. Didn't she die of her alcoholism or something? In the uh... well, that's what they said. Yeah, that's yeah. What they but said, how but... do we not know that was the female head? That's we were looking at. <laughs> Yeah, but that, that, that could also just be the simple "she's dead to me" storyline. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, that that would be nice. Maybe maybe she just left the racist son of a bitch. Yeah. Hey, both the Auto Boys are still around, so they, I'm sure they would like to see Mom again. Yeah. Are you leave? Do, we, would, do you think she'd be able to leave him uh, without going feet first? No, probably not. Oh, hey, the writers can do anything. I mean, we mentioned space. They put them in space. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, you know, and apparently they're listening to this show because all of our shows, because the things we keep mentioning keep winding up on the shows. Well, I haven't, got my, awesome. I haven't got my check in the mail, have you? Yeah, I'd like to be on the show. <laughs> That's all they can afford all the, you know, if, if they started listening right at the beginning, they could have still afforded to use the Abigail and save on writers that way. I don't know. Uh, I wish I'm they would join waiting. the goddamn Facebook page if they are listening. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm just waiting to see when they're going to have the, the, the zombie with the baby who is also a zombie because it never necessarily was born, you know? How many of those women you think are out there? Because they go gruesome, and I, I kind of want to see gruesome like that. Am I <laughs> well, like, like, are you, are you well, talking like we saw in Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, more like her walking around, though, and you can just see her stomach moving. <laughs> well, you know, it was like with with Maggie, you know, I was sitting there when she was getting all sick and everything. I was sitting there yeah. going like, what if she miscarries the baby? What happens in in the Walker verse when there's a miscarriage? That little thing yeah. is just going to start trying to eat its way out, I you know? Think, you know, much as I like the Gorm as much as the next guy, but I really don't need to see that. No, I don't either. Yeah, but then again, you know, it, when they're that small, there are no teeth, so it's not like they can sit there and bite. It's like, it's like that Vernon's wife, you know? Right. <laughs> the dev. <laughs> yeah, gum them to death, yeah. Alrighty then. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> and that's one to think on for the, your wish list for the for the next half of the season: <laughs> baby zombie coming out of the mother, uh, alien chestburster style. I'll see what I can do. Drop that in the suggestion box over at AMC. I'm sure they'll love it. They probably get weirder every single day. I, I imagine. I can't even imagine what their email inbox must look like as far as, like, people trying to get the writers to do stuff. <laughs> well, if anything, we should see if we can get, like, Chris Hardwick to, to mention us somehow, uh, you know, on, on The Talking Dead. Uh, you know, get get him to recognize us. He, he does throw a lot of shout-outs on the show to a lot of different people and things, so. 
Well, I'd like to at least get on the show and get all the garb they get. Oh my gosh, I'd I know, be right? So talking Walker swag. Yeah. Swag. Oh my yeah, god! My, my eBay spider sense goes on. You know, it goes off every time I watch that show. I'm like, oh, I sell that for so much. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I'd be hogging it. I wouldn't want to let it go. I'd have a hard time parting with it. I might cry. Um. So for Fear of the Walking Dead cast, thanks to my co-host Beth and Brian Hughes, Mike Zumo. Trying to call you Mike Zemo again. There you go. I'll get you over on an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast for that. Oh, wait, we did. I just haven't released it yet. Or have I? No, I think that that one's coming out, hasn't it? Okay, I'm so fucking far behind. (laughs) So we'll be back after the uh, mid-season break, kids. And uh, stay tuned. We'll keep talking about walkers for you. I know. You've been listening to Fear the Walking Dead cast on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. 